Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Okay, wait. First of all, you're 37? Yes. Up until six years ago, there was no sex. Up until three months ago, oh, there okay. was no sex. Three months ago. So, okay. so thir- 37 has been my sexiest year yet. I think I've heard my mom talk about her sex life to me like three times. As far as I know, they've had sex four times and it resulted in four children. My parents are openly talking about it all the time. It's disgusting. Welcome to Sex Talk with my mom. I'm Cam Poder. I'm Karen Lee Poder. My mother is a sex expert, cougar, and the world's oldest living millennial. My son is a stand-up comic and one of, apparently, two Buddhist clowns that you're going to hear from today. That is correct. Today we have on a dear friend of mine, Jonathan Blake, who is also a Buddhist clown. And this Buddhist clown has a story to share. Okay. So before we get into the Buddhist clown, let's talk about some other issues that we need to speak about. Can I give one little teaser and then we'll get back to it? Yes. This is a this is the story of how someone at 37 years old lost their virginity. You, that was a huge teaser. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, we'll, so we'll before get, we we'll get, get back into to that, that, a couple of things we want to chat about. Mother. Yes. We're getting some incredible responses on our survey. We've gotten over 100, which is incredible. Unbelievable. And we're learning about some of your favorite podcasts, which we hope to reach out to, to actually collaborate with. And uh, it's giving us a much better idea of what you guys are all about and and, and it's helping us um, figure out which topics to talk about, which advertisers to work with. So thank you guys so much for filling out that survey. Have you found out anything so far? Here's a fun fact. What? We are... Approximately 50, exactly 50-50 men to women. Some people said they were non-binary. Um, That's pretty cool. It's pretty amazing. I'm happy to hear that. Yeah. Because we're 50-50 in the co-hosts. That's absolutely right. So we really attract an even audience. That's very good. Yes. So I guess we're going to have to talk about a lot of a lot of things. We can't just focus in on the one or the other. Well, I don't think we really do. Anyway, for those who... The survey is going to be going through the end of the month. At the very end of the month, we're going to be selecting a winner. Uh, one lucky winner is going to receive $350 worth of sex toys and intimacy products from Babeland.com. And Babeland is a quality store. Yeah, all the products are going to be from WeVibe, the brand. Oh, on quality brand. Yeah, so if, if you want to enter, go to sextalkwithmymom.com and... There's a button right at the top that says survey. Yeah, Cam's done some wonders for that uh, website. It looks beautiful. Thank you. All right. One other website I wanted to tell you about, Patreon. Patreon is our online community where we get to communicate directly with you guys. And it's also 
a place where we can post bonus content. So if you like this episode, we actually are going to be posting a 10-minute bonus episode with Jonathan after this where we talk all about his introvertedness. Oh, yeah. You're going to find out some more. The the juiciest stuff always comes on the Patreon bonus episodes. So that's one reason to join Patreon. Another reason is because we're going to give out some special merch to our patrons. So stay tuned with that. But in order to join, you just have to go to patreon.com slash sex talk with my mom. For as little as a dollar, you can join us. I would like to also say that this episode can only be in existence with the help of our sponsor, Clona Willie. As you guys know, Clona Willie is our most fun do-it-yourself home penis and pussy-making kit. I'm thinking about making another uh, clone of my Willie. Okay, well, don't ask your brother because he's not going to want to be involved in that again. Well, he actually, we, it was a very nice bonding experience that we both shared. And for those just tuning in, Clona Willie is a do-it-yourself molding kit that allows you to make a silicone replica of your penis or vulva or any actually actually any object any body part but cam did his of his of his dick and I, then you put in a, a vibrator afterwards right and it vibrates and it, i you, i can fuck myself if i really wanted to oh i'm so excited to hear that so go to clonawilly.com <laughs> enter promo code mom clonawilly.com enter promo code mom and you our special listener We'll get 20% off. That's pretty good. Your entire order. And it's great. Right in time for the holidays. If anybody asks, what should I get you for the holidays, honey? You say, clone a willy or clone a pussy. Whatever you want. Tremendous. All right. One last thing I wanted to chat about. Uh, We got an awesome review I wanted to read here. Oh, I want to hear it. We love when you guys leave us iTunes reviews or wherever you listen to podcasts. This one says, favorite new podcast, five stars. Woohoo! From Meg Gray. Cam and Karen are a great balance. I love how this podcast covers diverse topics that promote honesty about sex, love, and relationships. It is a hilarious and very entertaining and very entertaining to listen to them dive into terrain a mother and son typically would avoid. Love it. Meg, love you. Love you, Meg. Love any future uh, iTunes reviewers and uh, subscribers. If you guys subscribe, you don't miss out on episodes because literally we put them out, but sometimes they don't come out on the days you expect them to. So just subscribe and you won't miss any episodes. I know you say that because you want to convince people to to subscribe, but you know how anal I am and that it is going to come out every Monday and Thursday. (laughs) It is exactly what was going through my head. At midnight. I knew you didn't even say that. It's a specific time, not even just like (laughs) a day of the week. The reason to subscribe is just so that you're notified that our new episode is out and that you keep up to date with us. And it helps also with our SEO ratings. So it's a good good thing to, to subscribe. Okay. That being said, can we dive into this episode? Yes. Okay. So here's what I took. I love this man, by the way. Do you want to describe what he looks like and what he, what his vibe is? Well, he's slight. He's petite. Yeah. And uh, he wears glasses. He wears he's, glasses. He's a little. He's uh, 37 years old. Mm-hmm. He has a little scruff. He's got a little scruffy beard. He's got glasses, and he just looks like a sweetheart, and he is. He said when when I was letting him out. Of, of our of when i was letting him out you allowed him to leave yes when i was walking to his car he said he, you know his goal would be to be somewhere between a um mr rogers and a shell silverstein because i think he's there he's he's amazingly wise and he's he talks all about overcoming his own low self-esteem and that's a lot of people both on my youtube channel and, and on this podcast have talked about how shy they are or introverted and how it affects their entire life especially with the opposite sex or with the same sex or whoever they just 
feels so in, inadequate. And that's why it, it's it's difficult for them to, you know, be comfortable in bed. Yeah. And, and Physically, they feel inadequate. And this is just delved into quite extensively. He is so open and honest in the way that he talks about, you know, the pain that he's experienced and why, why he experiences low self-esteem. And then how he overcame he it. Overcame it in, in his most recent first sexual encounter, really. And at this point, I think he's more experimental than me and you both. I love it so much. It's, it's hilarious. Incredible. And he's a cartoonist. And if you go to his his it's Instagram, a- it's at I hear like this. I hear like this. Check him out because if you if you like this, you'll love his his cartoons. They're full of wisdom and they're also beautifully done. So highly recommend. We didn't t- talk about that in this interview, but he's amazing. Um, and as always. Get in touch with us so we can talk about this on our morning after show on Monday by texting us or leaving us a voicemail at yes text mom. We'd love to hear your thoughts if this was helpful. And if you have anything to share with Jonathan, let us know. So when, when we say yes text mom, you can leave a voicemail. We'd love hearing your voices. All right. Let me tell you about the birds and the bees and the flowers and the trees and the Quakers and the Buddhists and a little shy guy. enjoy jonathan blake welcome to the show thank you so much cam i am thrilled to have (laughs) yet another buddhist clown on the podcast this is a two for one it's a two for one you saw that on the uh, sticky note on our wall that said buddhist clown and you're like (laughs) what, what did you think i thought Oh, was that for me? (laughs) (laughs) And then realized, no, it's both you and Cam. Was your opinion of sex shaped by your Buddhist practices? Um, I, I would say that my, my being a Buddhist helped me, helped me out of my initial Christian upbringing. Oh, um, so you were not raised Buddhist. You were, no. you got into it on your own. Yeah. So, so were you Catholic? Um, Quaker. Oh. Wow, we had Mormons on, and now oh. we've got a Quaker. That's yeah. pretty cool. I feel that being a Buddhist was very instrumental in me being able to have sex. Okay, hmm. wait. First of all, you're, you're, you said you're, uh, before you're 37? Yes. Okay, so up until six years ago, there was no sex. Up until three months ago. Oh, there okay. was no sex three months ago. So, okay. so thir- thirty-seven has been my sexiest year yet. <laughs> I see. It was a long time coming, so to speak. Oh yeah. So you were raised a Quaker. Yes. How was se- was sex perceived there? You have sex when you're married. Okay. After you're married. So this is very similar to Mormon. Uh-huh. The, the Mormon. What about and masturbation? It, masturbation was considered to be sinful. So I I didn't masturbate for the first time until I was 21. And I had been, I was a student at Fullerton College, and I was in speech class. And one of my friends gave a talk on masturbation. And I thought, that could be fun to try. <laughs> <laughs> Were you like ready to blow up? You didn't feel any urges like, oh, I need, there's something here. Um, that, that really was all taken care of through i i would have wet dreams mm-hmm. which we were told is like that's kind of the god approved way of letting uh, go of all that cuz you're not um, really like participating it's like it's beyond your control yeah oh, so that's interesting yeah my my first time masturbating was actually 
it, it was difficult. Like it, it took me, it actually took me a while before it just started more happening naturally. Like, like you would think that 21 years You're would gonna explode, but yeah, but no. <laughs> well, so, you had conditioned your body not to do it so long that it was like, and probably the psychological implications were like, oh my God, I've been doing something sinful. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. We and ju- you didn't die. No. Nobody struck you down. <laughs> so what did they say would happen to you if you had masturbated? Oh, it, it was more just that it it was, I think it, it was more the, what what brought about your masturbation. It was the lustful thoughts. So so the idea of it was like by by the time you're masturbating, you've already sinned because you've been looking at people or thinking about people in lustful or covetous ways. Oh damn. Or, what was the most difficult thing for me, I wouldn't I wouldn't say it was the theological hang-ups about sex, even though that would happen. It, it was more that as I was growing up in the church, that ministers would say like, well, let, let's take a look at Jonathan. Not much to look at, but did you know he has a heart for God? So, so first of all, I would tell, I I would, I hate to say this, but I would really want to, if that was my kid, your mother heard them saying this to you. Oh, well, um, my, my family loves me, but I don't, I don't think they, they ever, I don't think they ever had much hope for me that, that I would ever, ever find someone. My my sister, I, I remember a time that my sister had a picture of me, and she was walking up to show it to me, and my mom asks, "Why are you laughing?" And she said, "Oh, I, I have a picture picture of John. Is that is that nice? Is that a nice thing to show him a picture of?" No. <laughs> so well, let me say something here. Kids do that to each other. They tease each other. That's normal. By the way. You're a good-looking guy. I don't know why people Thank would you. say that, and that was a mean thing, and I feel like going to find that goddamn priest or whoever that was and smacking him around a few times because that's very devastating to your self-esteem. It was. And I'm PO'd about it. <laughs> so I, I carried... I, I, I've become a mother bear. I would go nuts if I heard anybody saying that kind of... Sh- okay, never mind. Go on. You can swear on the show. I've already done it three times in the last two seconds. So I, I carried... Yeah, it was it was that feeling of it was that feeling of shame oh. that no one was interested in me hmm. physically. Well, so, you should be happy because some of those priests they, they pretend they're not interested in any they molest you. So who knows what can go on? Oh, here we go. Huh? I'm sorry to speak ill of the church, but that does occur. Oh, it does a, a tremendously terrible amount. It was those feelings of no one would ever want to be near me physically that made the thought of sex so difficult. Of course. You have no self-confidence. You don't yeah. feel sexy. So who's going to want to have sex with you? It's a horrible and, thing to do to a kid. Mm-hmm. Well, recently, we were watching a sex educator's lecture to college students. She said the number one thing that she teaches the, the the first step to having good sex 
is to know your own body. So to masturbate, basically, she kept saying, so she goes, you need to masturbate and understand what turns you on because how the hell is anyone else going to be able to do that if you don't know how to do it yourself? Right. They're not mind readers. And so if you hmm. grow up not masturbating and it, as you said, it, it takes feeling... a while to even figure out the first time, several times to, how to do it. Yeah. This is, it, yeah. I mean, I can imagine that you, there's going to be a lot of blocks before involve, involving someone else. Mm-hmm. Especially mm-hmm. if he didn't feel like he was attractive to anyone. Totally. Mm. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So when when I when I did get to have sex for the first time, um it it was it was so so healing for me just to be seen and received in that way. And I think what was so helpful, what made that possible is I had come to a place of acceptance with myself because I I thought I had been thinking about that that idea of the the burden of being loved by someone if you don't love yourself. Yeah. I always say that about the the oxygen mask come down in the airplane. Mm. If you don't give it to yourself first, you can't take care of your the people around you. Yeah. So you you started feeling some uh, uh, confidence in your attraction or what what did you how did you come to terms with it? I can I can just start getting more into into these stories, I'd say. Yes, um, I think so. So so the the night before I turned thirty seven, I was at a friend's house for a small group and one of her roommates came home and I was talking to her in the kitchen and she had told me that she was a professional dominatrix. And I thought, awesome. Oh, my God. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> this is wild. Because I, I've, I, knowing, knowing, how, knowing how painful it was for me growing up and not feeling like I had anything to give or could receive anything physically, I, I thought of the Velveteen Rabbit how the Velveteen Rabbit in that story, it's like, you're not real until someone loved you. And I had been living with this idea that the only type of love that really made you real was that romantic or physical love. Mm. And since I never had that, there was that part of me that never felt real in that way. Wow. But I, I still... I I still liked people and I, I still I still felt that I still felt that I had value. I just felt that it was it was too it felt too threatening for me to try to put that out there that oh yeah and I'm I can be this too. So so you never tried kissing a girl and a girl never tried kissing you or a boy or whoever you're attracted to. I'm not I'm a, I'm a... No. I the I went to I had I had wanted to go to prom. <laughs> I I asked about eight different people, but mm. they they all said no because they were waiting for someone else to ask them who they wanted. I think that happened at camp too, don't worry. Mm. Didn't it? Freshman year I, I yeah. was I was told uh someone else is gonna Yeah. Oh. Someone else is gonna ask me, so 
Hmm. I had asked someone else, and that girl told me I am a, like a plateau. <laughs> she told you you're a plateau? Yes. And then, I'm going to go smack some other ass around. Who said that? <laughs> Who told you you're a plateau? Yeah, my freshman uh, homecoming date. Why are people so mean, especially kids? Well, over time, it turns out I didn't plateau. Ooh, no, he's just peaking now. Yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> <laughs> Both of you guys are peaking right now. Yeah. The Buddhist <laughs> clowns are peaking. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a comedy show. Um, so I I had my my first my first girlfriend or what she was my theoretical girlfriend because everyone else thought she was my girlfriend but her um, <laughs> and and she she had told me that one reason that we she wouldn't be my girlfriend is that when she looked at me she couldn't imagine herself kissing me. What what year was this? This was this was when I was twenty one. So, were you like in an all boys school or anything like that? No, mm. no i I was always I was always friends with girls, but I just I never I never understood how that connection happens because like I'd I'd seen movies where it's like a girl would kind of flirt with the guy or maybe give him a kiss and mm-hmm. I'm like how. How, how how does that happen? How does how does someone just like you? Because oh. I I had never had that experience before, and I always felt that if I tried to reach out or like, oh, would you like to go out with me? And that I I had that feeling like I was ruining their day because they thought I was such a nice person that they didn't want to ruin uh, my day by saying no to me, right. but that they weren't interested, mm-hmm. so that I'm just saving everyone the trouble by not even asking. I think you're going to, after this podcast episode airs, you're going to a lot of women that are going to be like, I'll, I'm going to go for that guy just because he sounds so awesome. Thank you. I, I love the way you say thank you. <laughs> <laughs> And it it was that it was that idea of <laughs> I was going to say something, um, but, but yeah, it was also I I tend to be very um, well I I try to be I try to be conflict avoidant, but that that thought that if if I can be all right. I'll just learn to be all right by myself. Mm-hmm. And maybe someone, maybe someone someday. And we'd like to take a quick pause to thank our sponsor. Now, Mom, the holiday season is coming up. What are you getting for your partner, D's? Funny you should ask. I had a brainstorm. Yes. Sometimes, you know, in the dead of winter, things get a little boring. If you want to spice up your sex life, Make a clone of Willie. Make a clone of Deez's dick. <laughs> For those who don't know, a clone of Willie is a do-it-yourself craft kit. It creates a silicone replica of whatever you put inside it. So if you if you want to make a, a replica of your penis, put your dick in there. A pussy? Put your pussy on there. 
and you can give it to a partner or keep it for yourself. It's a phenomenal gift. And it's, it, as you said, it's a great way to spice up your sex life. It's fun just making it and then you have it afterwards to look at. The process of making it could be funny or it could be very sensual and sexy because you you have to kind of like arouse the other partner. Yes, and a combination of both. It's phenomenal. So this holiday season, that is our number one gift that we can recommend to you. Clonawilly.com. Go to clonawilly.com and enter promo code MOM to get 20% off your entire order. Let's get back to the dominatrix. Sure. I was on a really good roll there and I got you off track again. So she, so we, we just really hit it off. In in the kitchen? Conversationally. No, I mean like you just, what did you start talking to her? Was she wearing like black leather boots and a, like some chains and stuff? Oh, no. She she was just wearing casual attire. Um, and she she shared with... I asked her if I could share with her a quote by J. Krishnamurti. And she said, Oh, I love J. Krishnamurti. Who the heck is that? He's a, he was an Indian philosopher. Okay. Phenomenal. Of course, mm-hmm. of course, Cam knows who this is. Oh, yeah. I've also bonded with a woman over Ooh. J. Krishnamurti. Was she point. a dominatrix? Oh, nice. No, unfortunately not. But <laughs> I don't know why, unfortunately. Yeah, go on. But so, so I got to um, talk with her, and we met up a couple times, and she inspired me that perhaps I could start thinking of my sexuality again. Like perhaps this could be an identity that I could experience. And then I started thinking, I'd I'd like to have sex. So I thought. Why don't I go where people are having sex? So I I signed up. I I was part of this um, contact improv group on Facebook, and there there was a post for a tantric play shop, and I thought, oh, that sounds fun, and it's only twenty five dollars. <laughs> Sweet. Oh God. So. I I went without a partner. So the the person teaching it ended up bringing me on as an example. So <laughs> wait, what? So so I I got a Well, I, first describe the room and what, who was there. I I have to visualize this. So there there were a, a lot of mattresses and blankets and pillows and someone brought her own body butter cuz that's what she sold. So I so I was given um, it. It was primarily learning. It was primarily Thai massage or massage techniques, and yeah, it 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 felt it felt really nice. I everyone everyone else was a couple on their own mattress. So for for me just to receive that care. And affection. Hold on. Was, so, so everybody's with couples, and then you were, were you just fixed up with someone? With the teacher. Female teacher. Ah, okay. And then following that was a sexy. Was she massaging you? Mm-hmm. Were you naked? No. So was everyone just getting aroused? Secretly aroused? Um, you you could call it, you could probably call it secret. There There wasn't any, there wasn't any noticeable that I was like, they they were. Oh, well, also just would would have felt weird just being the one single person just looking at couples like, 
oh, he is a. But they they were they were getting naked near the end. Really? Um, at a, were and they at having a, sex? No, just just being with each other. And at a certain <laughs> point, I was like, well, probably time for me to head off. <laughs> like they they were all involved with each other and. By that time, I was just the only person on my mattress, so I thought, "Well, it's been fun." Was the teacher like attractive to you? Um, she was. She. She's, Did you massage her? Um, no. I ended up. Um, I ended up pairing up with uh, another guy. Um, so so we would give each other massages. So so I, I thought I can be open to massaging other genders. Everyone is deserving of love and affection. So I, I wanted to see that as an opportunity of, yeah, just as kind. Um, <laughs> the only reason I'm laughing is because of what you're doing. The people, motions? The, the motions the, are hilarious. The hand motions of the there's ocean? Some, there was like a, a, like a massage motion in the air that was going on over here. Okay. And you put on the... <laughs> well, you put on a what thing? The, um, the oil and the body butter and then you... Well, are you guys wearing like underpants? Are you just wearing shorts? What's happening there? I had my um, boxers on. You just took your, all your clothes off and wearing your boxers, and <laughs> the other guy's wearing his boxers, and you guys are just massaging the shit out of each other, and it's mm-hmm. feeling good. Yeah. Ah. I think every. I just I just had this visual of everyone just having boners around. Why? Why? Because <laughs> I, I have a feeling if I were in a situation, you, the teacher is is massaging me with body body butter, I mean my boxers, and just pop boner right in front of the whole class. <laughs> Cam had the experience <laughs> once with with a, in a massage. Oh. He, Headed what is called a chubby. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, go on. And the play party was followed by a sexy mythical creature lingerie birthday party. Because the not the, that night. It was a different. No, same night. The same people. Oh wow. Okay. So so I thought, well, I can just leave this and go early to the party. Was this are, are these at people's homes or mm-hmm. gymnasiums? Where are they? It was a very nice home. Beautiful home. Wow, it sounds it was a great move on your part. Thank you. I was I was proud of myself for taking that opportunity. It's a big risk. Oh yeah. yeah. So the the dominatrix told you about this community, and then you got involved, or no? So she had invited me to be part of this um, contact improv group on Facebook because I I was thinking if not if not for sexual reasons it would it would still be a lot of fun just to be able to connect and move with people physically and just have why are these groups merged why is why are there tantric parties or play parties in the contact improv group she the person who was hosting the party just thought that perhaps people in this group would be interested and they were. And apparently, they, she was correct. Yeah. Okay, so go on. So, so now you're into some birthday party with yeah. lingerie. And I, I wore my Totoro onesie. Yeah, because what, what was the theme again? Sexy mythical creature lingerie birthday party. Sexy mythical creature lingerie birthday party, which I think is going to be my birthday party Wait, is Ooh, <laughs> for next year. <laughs> Wait a second. I don't even know what a sec like a dragon or something. Totoro, my you, neighbor you Totoro. Could be a, what what do you say? My neighbor Totoro. Dragon. What do you have a, a mythical creature living next door? You named Totoro. <laughs> what are you talking about, my neighbor Totoro? No, my, what? That's a movie. My neighbor oh, Totoro. I thought you have a neighbor named Totoro. It's a mythical creature, and mm-hmm. this is what he went as. Hmm. 
And, and oh, both so, of you knew about this movie? I've of never course. heard of this. What is this, a cartoon? Yeah, yeah it's an it's anime. A Miyazaki cartoon. Oh, well, how the heck was you I know, so... like Spirited Away, that type of thing? Oh, I, never, right. I had never heard of this. Okay, go on. And then while I was there, I met a polyamorous shaman. And we we had a wonderful conversation. And she, I always wanted to meet a shaman. Oh, let alone they're, they're a polyamorous awesome. one. Well, that means she just loves, or he loves, was it a female? She. She loves everyone. Yeah, that's cool. And she told me, people don't meet me by accident, which which I, I thought I thought was such a cool line. That is a very cool line. Cam and I have debated this before. Oh. But also, for the record, polyamory does not mean she just loves everyone, Mom. Poly, multi, amory, love. We have interviewed so many polyamorous (laughs) people. It just means that they they can fall in love with multiple. They prefer to fall in love with multiple people. So how is that different than what I said? They don't fall in love with everyone. Okay. Qualifier. Not everyone. Okay, but anyway, we got the idea. So, so I I leave from that party with a whole new sense of confidence. That and the what did that little gesture of your hand mean? Yeah, what what did is that like a boner? <laughs> what was it? What happened at that party? My confidence raising. Well, pe- why why? why? <laughs> because well, I I walked away with that. I walked away from that party not knowing anyone beforehand, but making connections with people that believing that I can go to any new situation and be myself and I'll be able to connect with someone Hmm. and have a quality conversation. And this is, it took you 37 years to do this? To go to a... The first party? Oh no, I had been to parties before. Oh, but this this was a this was a new. Um, I I host a monthly comedy show called the Calm Comedy Hour, where I open each show by breathing with the audience and saying "You are enough," and then do a little stand up and then bring the next act up. So I I feel like the just every month saying "You are enough" and hearing "You are enough" and bringing that into new situations. Of like, I am enough. And one of the people that I met there messaged me the day after and was like, the the best part of my night was getting to meet you. Wow. I thought that wow. was so sweet. And it was, I think what made, it sounds like what made this party different was that it was a sexy mythical creature that's, party. That's what I'm getting so at. So it's a sex party, a is very the first, sexy party. So you were 37 years old before you went to your first sex party is what I'm trying to get at. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. I, it, when it comes to me, it's all about the sex part. Oh, oh sure. And oh, sure. <laughs> so, so after after that, I I'd also never been naked in front of anyone before. So wait, so you were naked at the mythical sex party? No, but so so I perhaps I phrased that poorly. So after after I left that, I was thinking, I I went to a tantric play shop, sexy party um i've never been naked in front of anyone before so i go on this um site called or this app called meetup or there are these meetup groups and i see a meetup group for socal naturists and i thought 
Well, that sounds nice. What is what is a naturist? Like they like birds and and flowers and that kind being, of nature. Being nude in nature. Oh, not what you were picturing, Mom. Not what I was picturing either. So they no, they don't I totally being nude in nature. Yeah, and then go looking at the flowers and the birds and all that kind of stuff, romping in the meadows. So there oh, was. Uh, I didn't know the nude part. I thought you. This was just like a. I caught on to this. Okay, go on. So, so uh, uh, you're more advanced sexually than me and Cam at, at this point. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't go any to nude. I didn't go nude. any to naturist parties <laughs> or or so. any kind of mythical creature lingerie parties. So they they have a series of events um, like nude yoga and nude bowling and other other events. But before you go to those, you have to go to an introductory meetup group to learn about the group so they they had a meeting at uh coco's which was about 15 minutes from me so i thought great i'll go see a movie stop by coco's become part of the naturist group and i was the only one who showed up but (laughs) (laughs) i don't mean how did you go to a meetup when no one got up (laughs) not even the organizers of the meetup well the the vice president was there. Oh, so the vice the, vi- <laughs> the vice president of the meetup was there. <laughs> the vi- All right, so you weren't alone. No, so, did you he, pass inspection? He he even he even paid for my soup. Oh, <laughs> <was so> sweet! <laughs> it was very nice. <laughs> so so he he brought his because uh, they're they're quite the they're they're quite the organized organization of he he had a box of notebooks and pamphlets and flyers and handouts and it's a dues paying organization and oh, and you're the only one picking up the pamphlets and all this <laughs> stuff and paying dues well i i didn't i didn't pay any a meetup of the... one person yourself <laughs> <laughs> so you had to pay to be with yourself basically well you didn't pay the no he yes, met the, the vice president the, the introductory meeting was free um, and he treated me to soup, which was so nice. And he he told me that they have an annual talent show. And I said, I perform stand-up. And he said, perfect. And I'm all, great. Wait, are you doing nude stand-up in some meadow with some flowers and stuff? So, so that, that it was going to be at this ranch. Have you ever performed nude? No. Oh. <laughs> but I, I thought... What a what a nice conflict free way to appear naked in front of people like <laughs> conflict free. Yeah. No no one needs to be uncomfortable. We're all naked. <laughs> oh, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Can you paint so so he says there's a talent show. You say I do stand up. He says, Great, you're hired. So you go to this this is your first event. So <laughs> I never actually made it to the talent show. But what did happen is any time I shared about this with one friend of mine, she said, I love being naked. I have that on my Yelp profile. Oh. 
It said, what secret do you, would you like to share or would, does someone not know about you? And I wrote, I love being naked. On your Yelp profile? Yes. No <laughs> go, way. Yeah. Go why, look it wait, up. Why did you do this? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I felt like divulging. I couldn't think of what, you, what I was You've so, never divulged that in our three years of podcast. I like guinea pigs. What, what are you going to say? I, just, I thought of the first thing that came to mind is, ah, nobody really knows this. I love being naked. I don't no like not necessarily way. in public. I'm just saying I love not wearing clothes. Hmm. <laughs> sure. Kim's okay. dying, and and Jonathan's like, oh, well, that makes sense. Okay, so you, I'm still, I'm, I'm a little, I'm anxious to hear what happened. You, you did not go to the party. You instead talked a lot about it to your friend. Why didn't you go to the party? So there, there was a there was a timeline. Um, so, so the the party was going to be in September, and I had talked with my friend in August. Okay, and I I had shared with her that I was going to a nudist talent show, and she said I love being naked, and I thought awesome. So we. We hung out a few times, and we were at the mall once. And she asked me, "Why don't Why don't you have a girlfriend?" Ooh, is she attractive, by the way? She is. Ooh, and single. Um, generally, I think. Um, we're 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 friends. Um, but this is all part of that. Um, so, so I I tell her a little bit about the story that I told you, about the, oh, not much to look at, and, oh, looking at you, I don't think I'd ever want to kiss you. And, like, one of my professors telling me, well, I don't think anyone in L.A. would be interested in you, but have you thought of going to another country? Jesus Christ. So, I am going, I'm so appalled. So, <laughs> People so are I, freaking rude. So I, I shared this with her, and then she asked me, can I kiss you? Oh. And I said, Please. <laughs> and that was my first kiss. I love it. Was it good? It was. <laughs> I didn't I didn't entirely know what was going on. Or <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't I didn't really feel like I was in that place of really giving back. So I thought I'd like another chance at this. So she ends up walking me to my car and then we get to my car and I ask, Can I kiss you? And she says, Yes. So I, I felt more more engaged and I felt better about like I was um, not at that moment but um, so so that 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 was my first kiss and then I got home and I messaged her and I said "Um, so so great to see you friend your hugs and kisses are a gift and she said oh thank you friend I really love seeing you I like hugging and kissing you I thought thank you and I thought there's a beautiful simplicity to that. So I love this. This is the cutest thing in the world. It is adorable. Thank you. So, <laughs> um, so we we end up getting together a couple days later, and she comes over to my apartment, and then I I ask if she'd like to cuddle, and she says sure, and then I say, just putting this out there. If you don't want to, totally cool. Totally cool. But if you would like to be naked, that'd be awesome. Again. High five. Thank you. Were you freaking out? 
So there, there is definitely, definitely that, like, like that sense when you're on stage and you're about to do something or make a proposal to the audience that you've never done before, but you know that if this goes through, it'll be one of the most exciting things ever. This is great. It's a phenomenal analogy. This is exa- exactly the sensation. Yeah, so, I am so proud of you. Thank you. And and then um, she said it, it is feeling hot in here. <laughs> There's like awesome. So <laughs> next thing you know, you guys yeah. are both naked. Yes, love it. Go it, on. It was it was so so nice and that that was yeah. And at a at a certain point, I I was like, I'd like to take my pants off now. <laughs> she said, "Okay, okay," because I thought, "Let's let's just keep um, everyone abreast of the situation as it's." I um, love it. The, the, the narration is just killing me here. This <laughs> is phenomenal. All it requires just to get on the same page. Yeah, and you and, definitely had consent. Yes, and and later later when we were talking, she she told me that, well, you you just asked so politely. I wanted to see where this would go, and. For for me that was that was so beautiful because I I met someone who wanted to kiss me because she thought I was kind and someone who was open to be naked with me because I asked so politely and I I thought that that's that's perfect because I I thought that I might literally die before ever having that experience because in what in what situation would I ever feel comfortable about asking someone, would you like to be naked with me? Yeah. Or would you like to... But there there was just such a... It felt... There, there was enough... There was enough safety for me to feel like taking the risk. And there was enough risk to have that excitement of, yeah, let's see what could happen. I love that you use her... I love being naked. Like, well, you love being naked. Would you like to do it with me? Yes. <laughs> I, that's very clever. I think oh, that you. it's, you know, we've talked to Casanovas, people. That oh, have, yeah. We've talked to women that get as many people as they want. I, I think very few would be confident enough to actually ask someone, do you want to be naked with me? Mm. It's like a very vulnerable question to, mm. to ask someone. It's frightening. Mm. Even to think about doing it with someone else, like what? Because a lot of times hooking up is like now, no speak. There's you're yeah. not discussing full on what's about to, what's happening because it's just too uncomfortable to talk about. I once said to a girl, "Can I kiss you?" And she's like, "What? You don't ask?" And I was like, "Whoa, this just got weird. Things got you know. Why do you why do, why are you making me feel bad for asking your consent mm. to kiss you?" But that's kind of your what we fear and not asking is is the fact that we might be rejected, mm, mm. and so we just avoid it altogether by assuming consent and just going for it, mm. or in, or not acknowledging the fact that we're actually these are minor things like not minor but like these are steps along the way, getting naked, cuddling, and just to speak it out loud is phenomenal. Mm. I agree, it's pretty cool. Thank you, especially for someone. Who had such low self-esteem physically, and as far as attractiveness goes, yeah, and and that that idea of it was, it was so powerful for me to just get to be naked next to someone, and I I remember thinking that 
because yeah, I, I never grew up thinking that my body was impressive, but that idea that it doesn't need to be impressive. I just need to meet that person who's open to sharing their body with me. Yeah, people have such horrible, and, horrible views of their own body. Mm. And they're so critical. Mm. You're not mm. the first person who's, I mean, people, I usually it's someone who's like, I'm too fat, I'm too this, I'm too that, you know. And for you to always feel that way about yourself, you know, it's great that you're starting to overcome this need to be physically like an Adonis in order to attract somebody. You don't. Yeah. I mean, I really believe that, I don't know, I'm speaking from women, we'd much rather have some guy with a great, awesome personality than, than looks like, you know, a model off of like a billboard. Hmm. And I've, I I feel like, I feel like I I know that I have a good story when it's the women who are congratulating me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like when, when I share about yeah. my first time and they're like, oh, high five, John. Oh, yeah. oh that's I'll awesome. Fucking, yeah. So, okay. So you had this ex- this experience that you, you guys cuddled, you got naked together, and then did it proceed? Um, And then... Wait, was there kissing naked or, or just cuddling um, naked? There, there was kissing. That was that was my that was my first experience um, with tongue, um, and it it felt like as as it was happening, I kept thinking of those like those um, glazed strawberry like croissant desserts, like like for for some reason the the way the tongue felt, it felt like a strawberry. In a glazed croissant. Was she wearing like a flavored what? lip gloss or something? No, I. It was. It was just so wet. <laughs> I just thought of. I just it, kept thinking of this pastry. That's treat. a very good analogy. Mm. Or mm. I mean, I I I wouldn't say I necessarily understand what that analogy means, but I can imagine that's a good feeling. Mm. It was. <laughs> it yeah. reminds me of like an American Pie when they are trying to ask what if sex feels like, and they're like. Feels like you know, you're dipping it in a pie. <laughs> <laughs> I like strawberries, and so it was uh, very pleasurable to you. Yeah, and i i got to I got to unclasp her bra, and that was oh, that was thrilling. <laughs> Why was it <laughs> thrilling? Because it it had never happened before. And also, did you feel really manly doing that? I did. It did. <laughs> <laughs> so it was did you such, such a treat what did you a struggle treat. with it or no um <laughs> i i did and then she was like oh this this one unclasps from the front and i went oh, oh it, okay that threw a loop <laughs> and then it was much easier so yes. it was sailing from there actually i think it's harder to do the ones that clasps in the front you're pretty, advanced pretty, pretty, yeah you went to advanced wow. bra unhooking <laughs> My heightened senses in the moment. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, so that that was that was super super fun. Um, and at at this point, at this point, I should I should probably bring up how she she asked me if I had a condom, and I said no, I am a virgin. And she said, okay, I'm just going to keep my panties on then. And I said, totally cool. So some purists may say 
that I did not have sex because I did not have intercourse. But I would like to say that I want to reject the primacy of penetration in the narrative of sexuality. Because what I wanted most was to have someone that I could share that connection with, be naked with. We both came together, which was great. Wait, wait, wait. You came? Yeah. She came? Yes. How did you guys come? Um, mutual and shared masturbation. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> you got a twinkle in your eye there. Because how, how great is it to get to masturbate next to someone? And then, then be like, oh, oh, here, let me help you out. Oh, oh, thank you, thank you. Oh, can I reach over and, oh, sure, awesome. And then oh, that, this is to... definitely going to be a, a, do, a do-over on her part again. <laughs> I can tell you that sounds fun. If I was in her position, I would think that's very fun. It was so fun. And, and then... I... Because it's like, you're, you know, when you're the first few times with someone, you're just learning each other's bodies and everything. And a lot of really bad sex can happen if you just mm. like go right to penetration. Mm. Taking it slow is never a bad thing. Yeah, I felt like because I because I didn't go directly to penetration, I got to I got to enjoy the scenic route. I yeah. always recommend yeah. like I I uh I recommend to my friends, especially younger people in my life, that if they're going to start hooking up with someone, do not go right to sex mm. in, in terms of intercourse. Like everything cuz and and you, mom, you often say say about this. How I, I think it's like the only time when you're with someone that you can like let things like really heat up, and and tantalize each other and tease each other and let it happen for a while, and then when it finally does happen, you'll feel much more comfortable with each other and safer, mm. and then it's going to be so much better because you can communicate what you want and what you don't want. Plus, take out all the other fears and pressures of I can't get it up or I'm going to get some disease or, you know, all that kind of stuff. I think it's a lot like a joke. Like you want to build as much tension as possible yeah. before the punchline. And then the punchline allows you to relieve the tension. And the more tension you had created, the bigger the laugh you're going to get. Exactly. You don't want that punchline coming too soon. Right. right. That's no. exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. If Cam knows about I, punchlines. I, I often... Have, <laughs> I know about punchlines for sure. <laughs> and, uh, Kim doesn't want those things coming too quick. No. <laughs> and so, it, it, yeah, usually it, I, I often, for myself, I'm like, let's, this, let's postpone this as long as possible so that it can grow in intensity. Because you really can't go back. Okay, mm. so once you had sex, you can't go, oh, let's go back to just like being naked and unclasping someone's bra. You, know, you can't go back that it way. It doesn't, mm. yeah, you become kind of desensitized in a way. Hmm, hmm. It's not a special. You need. It's like it is like a drug. Like you need more and more of the drug to feel the same high. What, what was so incredible for me was at after after it was over, um, just just lying there and there, it was it was like the quietest my mind has been. Wow! And just just that. Just that silence and stillness, and I, I remember thinking that this is how I want to live my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like want to get that little hormonal release. You want to feel that uh, connection. Like to me, it it felt like it felt like the best kind of meditation. Mm-hmm. Of just breathing and being present with the other person. Totally, and just 
just that. Yeah. Mm. Talk about calm comedy. Yeah. There, so, there it is. All right. So that was three months ago. Have you, have you seen her since? Um, we we got to we got to hang out um, together at a movie, and we held hands the entire time. Oh, this is the cutest so nice. thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I can't so, handle how cute this is. So three months is a long time, isn't? Is has it things just gone back to friendly? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we're um, that's where that's where she's most comfortable. Um, and I I asked her um, because I I checked in with her a week later just to check in where she was at and to share where I was at and to say that if um, if you'd be interested, I'd love to take you on a date if you think that's something you'd enjoy. Um, and she had shared that um, where where she was at, she she really appreciated keeping it friends. And I said, totally cool. There's something called FOB. Yeah, we um, I I did I did get to make out with her in a parking lot, and that was super fun. <laughs> <laughs> you are definitely before. making up for lost time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, do you have any uh, plans moving forward and ways that you're going to access your sexuality? Um i I had wanted to go to a. So I'm still part of the meetup app, and I got invited to an all gender play party, which, as I understand it, is basically an orgy. And I thought, <laughs> all right. Um, it's, and then I, it was, it happened, it happened, um, last week and I, I did, I did not go. Um, originally I didn't go because a friend had asked me if I would house sit and watch her dog for her. And I thought I can't leave the dog home alone if I'm so. (laughs) Sam, you could have, you just tell Cam to go watch the damn dog. (laughs) (laughs) Well, remember that for next time. So, and then the. And then I, I was told that um, you you no longer need to come over. My friend is going to. I said, "Are you kidding Perfect. me?" Perfect. The orgy is back on. Oh. But then, um, because I didn't get my ticket in time, the price went up to a hundred dollars, and oh. it was in San Diego. And I'm like, I just, I just can't afford it right now. Yeah. But they're all part of the app so there will always be opportunities in the future can i ask what happened with the did you just no show for the stand-up the nature stand-up event oh so i also <laughs> didn't have the 30 dollars that was required to because you had to pay to be part of the stand-up thing so originally i was going to go with a friend another friend um who had also told me that she loves being naked and i shared with her about i am the, not alone <laughs> no Apparently, you're finding out at everyone that wants to be naked. This yeah. is whatever you're doing is gr- great. <laughs> so, <laughs> just go around telling people I'm trying to be naked, and they start saying I love being naked. I did. I did share. I did share at a show um, last week that one of my goals for the new year is to be naked more, because I got to be naked with one person this year, and that was awesome. So if I get to be naked with two people next year, well, that's like doubling the, the double so, pleasure. Yeah. So. I thought, well, my initial excitement for getting to go to this was to be naked in front of people, but I got to be naked in front of someone. Hell yes, you did. So, so that that initial, and then and then the thought of 
being outside naked for six hours just felt like, <laughs> oh, bad idea. That just feels intense. We, so. we have to wrap things up, unfortunately. Oh. We're over time. Oh, time has just flown by. It's flown by. Um, do you have anything that you wish you could tell your younger self that like a like a lesson that you've learned through this whole process because I'm sure a lot of our listeners at least some of our listeners can relate to this the feelings that you have experienced and were so honest in vocalizing today I'd say the most meaningful thing that I could tell my younger self or um that that I that I tell myself is I'm 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 so proud of myself for holding on and becoming my own best friend. Um, because uh, about two weeks ago, I had a, or or it was it was close to a month ago. I I had a very momentous day. I got paid for my solo show, which was titled "Conversations with Myself: A Eulogy for Old Stories." which came in hmm. to all of this. And I I was on my way to a ther- my therapist, and I had been thinking of all the gun violence that had been happening, and I asked myself, would I ever own a gun? And I thought, no, I think that would complicate my life unnecessarily. But what was so incredible about that is if anyone had asked me before, would you own a gun, I would have said no. I would probably use it on myself. Wow. So for, because that, that feeling of not really feeling a part of the world and Mm -hmm. who do I connect with and I'm here, but how do I feel about myself? So to come to that place where my immediate thought wasn't to get rid of myself, it was actually to make my life less complicated. Mm. And I I share that with a friend and she told me that, yeah, it, it sounds like, it sounds like feeling your feet on the ground for the very first time. I love it. I would say to myself and anyone else out there is that that you are enough. And when you're able to be in that place of believing it and embodying it, everything becomes easier and everything becomes more accessible Mm. because no one can give you that. You're already that. Mm. I love this. Thank you. Thank you very much for opening Thank up you. with us. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, you're welcome. You probably are my favorite guest ever. Oh. <laughs> you're just like the sweetest, you're... most humble person I think I've ever met. It was such a such an honor to get to speak with you both. Can oh, we ask you, you one more question? Please. <laughs> this is going to be a doozy. Oh. We end every interview with, have you ever walked in on a parent having sex or vice versa? I assume the vice versa <laughs> does not apply in this case. Already answered. <laughs> um, no. Okay. There. I. I want to say that when. I want to say that when I was really young, there would be times where I would just stay downstairs because I'd hear my parents having sex. Oh, upstairs. really? Well, that's so, more than most. I never heard my parents having sex. Oh, okay. So I want to. I want because that because that immediately came up. I want to say that happened. But it would have been when I was real young. Gotcha. So do you have anything you'd like to plug to our listeners? Where can they find your work, your hilarious comedy? Well, thank you. A wise Buddha. Oh. <laughs> um, so I hear like this is my handle for my Twitter and my Instagram and my Tumblr and my Facebook 
and I just I just synced them all up this week. Oh, and I have an account on Medium. Um, and then I host the Calm Comedy Hour every second Sunday at 8.30 during Catsby at the Clubhouse on Vermont in Los Feliz. So that'll and be And that's happening. in Los Angeles, California. Yeah. And if, if you're interested in learning more, I also have uh, I hear like this at gmail.com. So if anyone has any questions or is interested in my shows, it'll either be posted on those sites or I'm available through email. And my goal is in this next year to have a website, which then will be linked to all the other accounts. Good luck to you. I think that you're going to get a lot of people wanting to hear a little bit more from you. Well, thank you. And if you're listening, listener, and you enjoy this story, if if it touched you, uh, reach out to us at YesTextMom or reach out to Jonathan at I hear like this at gmail.com. Bingo. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, thank you, Kim. Thank you. Thank you. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply